I'm Chelsea Pites, your real estate social media coach, and my mission is to help real estate and mortgage professionals to feel confident using social media platforms and build a powerful personal brand without the overwhelm of wondering if you're doing it right. Imagine how you'll feel when you create a smart, strategic, and sustainable social media strategy that not only gets you in front of your ideal client, but also allows you to focus on what really matters, helping people build wealth through homeownership, not scrolling through feeds or stressing about what to post. If you're already in real estate or soon to be on your way and you want to understand how to over leverage free social media platforms to help you grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, today we're going to be talking about a potpourri of social media content, updates, things that have been on my mind, um, just kind of a smorgasbord if you will. And I want to start with a very special live event that I had the honor of uh, co-hosting with two amazing women, Glenda Baker and Giselle Ugardi, and a very small intimate group of real estate professionals who wanted to be challenged, who wanted to not only connect with a community of like-minded individuals that could help them elevate their content in a very human-centered, focused um, way, but also to level up their strategies and their performance in social media. And this was a very different dare I say, conference. It was almost very small, too small to be a conference, but we'll call it a conference. This summit, this conference, this meeting of the minds was so organic and so um, connecting. It truly was one of my favorite things I've ever done. I love smaller, intimate groups. I love connecting with the people. Um, So I just wanted to kind of share some of the profound things that came out of that small group session. We sat around, literally sat around a table, and we talked about what are our limiting beliefs when it comes to content. And I've talked about this in previous episodes before, and if you've come to any of my live classes, then you've heard me talk about these limiting beliefs. And some people might call them content fears. I call them fears slash limiting beliefs, and I have my own set of limiting beliefs, truly. I still struggle because putting myself out there is vulnerable. In fact, I was sharing this story that I made a video And it sat in my drafts for weeks because in my mind, I had already gone down this very specific rabbit hole of if I post this video, someone's going to leave a comment that's going to say, this is so basic. How could you even post this? This is below your content level. Why did you even bother making this? This is such a waste of a video. That's what I really thought, truly. And I was telling myself this story and it was obviously not true. And it, it hindered me from, from posting because I was afraid, what if, what if that's true? What if I'm not good enough? What if I'm not an expert? What if somebody doesn't like it? Those are all very human innate feelings of vulnerability and shame and self-value and self-awareness and worth and all of that. And I did post it finally. And thank goodness I did because it helped so many people. And I was able to get that feedback. And I thought, oh, there I go again, Chelsea. I've got that limiting belief. So we talked about common limiting beliefs that were holding us back from sharing our content with the world. Let's just go through a few of them. Um, Certainly, I don't like how I look or sound on camera and video. And we've talked about this before as well, that connecting with someone eye to eye, face to face is the most human way that we can communicate. It is the way that we understand one another. We develop trust. We can uh, observe empathy relatability. And without doing that, without showing up, it's really difficult to do that. 
and especially in a digital environment where we where we even need a little bit more humanness to 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 feel human. I don't know if that makes sense, but we almost have to amp up our humanity because we're not quite ready for a full digital virtual world, I think. So with that, yes, it is it's human for us to feel that we are nervous about putting ourselves out there. We just talked about that vulnerability. And there is so much science around our need, our need to see faces, to see faces to establish warmth and trust and all of that and hear voice. Voice and and nonverbal communication are critical for us to interpret the world around us. We also talked about how we're doing a whole lot of things on social media that we would never do in person i.e. not turning on your camera on Zoom. There is a human being on the other side of that or copying and pasting and, you know, polite spamming people's inboxes. That's a human being on the other side. Another limiting belief we talked about was the idea or the concept that we don't want it to be me, me, me all the time. Like, oh, I feel like I might be bragging or I don't want people to think that I'm talking about um, you know, how great my life is or whatever it was. It was about a limiting belief around making it centralized to you as the main character of the story. And to that, again, we fall back to the same reasoning that the most human way to communicate is showing up and showing your face because we need to know who we're looking for. We need to know who our guide is. We need to establish that brand recognition. And so it's it's critical to show up. And I have shared this story before where I stopped posting myself and a lot of my content on Instagram on the feed because I thought it was kind of weird and it made me a little bit uncomfortable. So I stopped and I would mix in just photos or graphics without me in them. And what I realized is that my engagement went down by 50%. Now, I personally think that the reason it was is because people weren't seeing me to know, oh, there's Chelsea, there's my guide. I'm going to stop and engage with this. Also, I realized that people recognize you and that's what stops the scroll often. Another limiting belief we talked about was the fear of having our competitors steal our content or know what we're doing. And I said, well, it's 2022. You realize that unless you have pay gated information, meaning it's behind a subscription model where you're paying, I can find your content if it's public. You, you can even block me and I can still find your content. And you know what? There is no original content. The only original content truly is your story, your experience, your perspective, your opinion, whatever it may be, your insights. Content has been done for years and real estate content with no exception, everyone on the planet who's in real estate is probably doing similar content. So the idea that you number one have to come up with original content or number two, um, there's a reason for you to dim your light because you're concerned that someone else might emulate, copy, or steal, they're not going to be you. They're not going to be you. So we started there. We talked about that. And then we moved into what are your personal differentiators? What are your uniques about you? And then we moved into a lot of discussion around context and content. And overall, it was just an incredible event. So I wanted to share a little sneak peek. We are going to be hosting another intimate uh, meeting of the minds in the future. And we will be putting that onto our links in bio for Instagram. 
Okay, now I want to move into some of the latest and greatest things that have been happening in Instagram. Instagram's keeping us on our toes, that's for sure. They keep changing things. They keep making updates, whether we like it or not. And this one's a... I think they're making it seem like it's a pretty big deal, but I'm going to give you my opinion on it. Essentially, what Instagram has done is they have rolled out different ways that you can control what you see in the feed. There are now going to be three options that you can use as you're scrolling through the Instagram feed. The first one is the default, which is what you've been used to. That is the algorithm deciding what it was going to serve you higher up in the feed based on what you're consuming, who you're talking to. It's also going to serve you content that from people that you don't follow. So there is some discovery in there. And we've had it that way for, I want to say, probably two years. And I've noticed personally that I am seeing many more posts coming into my home feed from people I don't follow. At the beginning, I feel like it was maybe once in a while, but now I see it pretty much every second or third post. So what they're doing now is they're giving you the option to sort your feed in a couple of different ways. Number one, by giving you a favorites list. This favorites list is going to allow you to add 50, max 50 accounts to it. And when you click on it, it's going to serve you up every single post from your favorite accounts that you have designated. These are my favorites. And it's going to show them in chronological order. So most recent to farthest away in time. Then there's another option of a chronological feed. This isn't maybe your favorites. This is every person you follow and you can resort it chronologically. So the difference between an algorithm and chronologically, chronologically, of course, is time. It's going to show you the most recent. Um, The algorithm may or may not show you the most recent. It's going to show you what it thinks you want to see based on your behaviors. Now, something you should know about these organization or the way to sort, um, they're not default. So I can't set it. Every single time you open up Instagram, it is going to default to the main home feed with the algorithm and it's going to sort for you. You actually physically have to go and tap on the sorting uh, drop-down box and then select if you want to change the order of the feed, if it's chronological or favorites. I personally am not going to use this very often. I did designate favorites because what I have found is that when you put favorites onto the favorites list, even if I'm not using the favorites list dropdown, I am still now seeing those favorites up higher in my regular algorithmically sorted home feed, which I like. So in many ways, it's almost like I don't even have to sort through the favorites because I'm seeing them higher up in my feed anyway. But I personally, I'm going to let the algorithm do the work for me. I just feel like this algorithm is very smart and I don't mind algorithms. It's what serves us up stuff that we like. So I'm probably not going to use it. 
um, at all. Uh, but I would recommend that you go in there and set your favorites up so that it will sort of trigger that home feed. So you'll make sure that you're seeing people that you want to see. Now, the other thing that I want to mention, and this was I found on Twitter from one of my favorite Instagram. I don't even know if I want to say hackers. Um, Instagram, I don't know, like seeing how things are working in tests, like sees tests and then post it to Insta, uh, post it to Twitter. Like, hey, Instagram might be working on this change. So I went to um, Al, Al, I think it's Alessandro. I think it's Alessandro Paluzzi is the name. Uh, and so I want to share with you that there was a screenshot of the possibility of Instagram's home feed becoming everything, meaning there's not going to be a separation of reels, the home feed, stories feed. So now we have three feeds. The test is we're going to put everything in one big giant feed. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think I'm going to like it. My first initial thought is I don't like it because I want to go to stories. I don't want to just scroll through the feed. So I'm going to be really unhappy <laughs> if they make it all one feed. If they make it all like everything goes into the home feed and also they still have the option for you to go to stories feed, I would be okay with that. So I I'm not really sure about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, stay tuned for more changes because we all know that's going to be happening whether we like it or not. Uh, change is always the name of the game. So thanks for tuning in today. Drop me a question or a comment in my Instagram DM if you have any questions or thoughts on anything that uh, I shared today. If you're interested in joining my Instagram workshop, I host one of those once per month. It's a live three-hour session with a whole lot of bonuses, including my hashtag vault and caption templates. You can find more information by going to my link in bio or going to chelseapites.com. I'll put that information in the show notes. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Thank you, friends, for listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe so you never miss a new episode and consider sharing this podcast with your real estate and mortgage friends. And if you haven't already grabbed your free downloads, 100 Real Estate Content Idea Starters, and my guide to making better Instagram reels for real estate, you should head over to my Instagram profile at chelsea.pites, that's P-E-I-T-Z, or you can visit my website at chelseapites.com. Until next time, see you then.